Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by. We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Hello there and welcome to the program. My name is Gary Zimak. Come on in, make yourself at home. Today on the show, we're going to look at the Mass readings for the 15th Sunday in Ordinary Time. The topic, the seed and the harvest. And no, we're not going to be talking about gardening today. We're going to be talking about a different kind of seed, the Word of God, and how that seed can eventually produce a fertile and productive harvest. There are certain conditions that are going to have to be met, so let's talk about them today. And uh, hopefully you'll be inspired to continue planting more seed and to allow seed to be planted in you so that not only you can produce good fruit, but you can plant seeds so good fruit can be produced in other people. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Again, thank you for joining me. I hope you had a great week. I'm grateful that you're here. I'm also grateful to the the many radio stations that carry this program, whether you're listening over the air, whether you're listening on the podcast. Uh, I I am just thankful that you are able to listen. So thank you so much. And um, why don't we get right to it? Let's pray. And then we'll talk more on the other side of the prayer. Before we start, let's remember that our Heavenly Father is present with us. Even though we might not be able to see him, he is present, he hears our words, and he is standing by, ready to answer those prayers that we send up to him. So let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Father in heaven, thank you for being here with us, Father. Thank you for adopting us as your children. Thank you, Father, for always being willing to listen to whatever it is that we need. You, you want to hear our prayers, and you want to act on these prayers. Sometimes you have to say no to us. Sometimes you have to say not yet. But we know that you always hear and respond to our prayers. Thank you for this privilege of being able to address you, our Heavenly Father. Father, we ask you to watch over us and our families and our friends. We pray, Father, for all those who don't know you, all those who are discouraged today, maybe even hopeless or suicidal. Father, we pray for those who are committing acts of crime today or terrorism. We pray that they'll be able to hear you 
to hear your voice, that some of that planted seed will take fruit, will take root in them and bear good fruit. We pray for our church. We pray for peace in the world. We pray for healing for those who are sick. And Father, I ask that you use me as your instrument today. Please give me the words for this show. Let me know the message that I'm supposed to deliver. And please open up all of our hearts and all of our minds so that we hear your words today on this show and that we're willing to put them into practice in our lives. Father, we ask these these things in the name above all names, in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son and our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, thank you very much for tuning in. My name is Gary Zimak. Thank you for praying with me. I'm really grateful to have you uh, with me today as we look at the Mass readings for the 15th Sunday in Ordinary Time. I I just want to let you know that this past week I was in Alabama, and I was privileged. I haven't been to EWTN in, I think it was six years. I I was there frequently for a while. It seemed like I was going all the time, filming some TV and just getting to hang out there. I I was able to film a couple of episodes of At Home with Jim and Joy Pinto this past week. Now, they are going to be available. I'll have a link up on my website, followingthetruth.com. But if you want to search for them on YouTube, you can find them there. In addition to, um, I'm sure you can go on EWTN's website and find the programs there. But it was great being back in Alabama at EWTN. And I'm just so thrilled to be able to not only do what I do with you here, but the the opportunities that the Lord has given me to go out and spread the good news, whether it's through parish missions or television or radio, I am incredibly grateful uh, for all the opportunities he has given me. What a privilege it is to be able to share the gospel on a full-time basis. With that in mind, if you want to find out more about my work, please visit my website, followingthetruth.com. You can find out about my books there. Discover how to sign up for my daily email reflection, Let Not Your Heart Be Troubled, as well as find out how to invite me to your parish or your conference to speak. Followingthetruth.com is the place to go. I want to let you know something as well. I pray for you every day. I I hope you realize that I pray for you. I, I mention this generally at the end of the show, but you are in my prayers each day. And in your in your kindness, I would ask you to pray for me and my ministry and my family as well. We would greatly appreciate your prayers. Um, So thank you for that. I'm going to take a sip of my water. Water with lemon in it today. You know, this was was my go-to drink when I first began my podcast many years ago. I would have a glass of water with a slice of lemon in it. Well, I got inspired to buy some lemons and we're recreating one of my favorite, I used to call it my beverage du jour, Uh, as I did my daily podcast. One of my favorite beverages, water with a slice of lemon in it. Hope you have a beverage, hope you got a snack, and I hope you're ready to get started. Now, looking at the gospel today, the gospel's a little lengthier. We're going to go for the longer form because there's there's a lot in it. I want to make sure I, I read the full version. The other readings aren't all that long, so we should have no problem getting everything in. Now, remember, the theme today is the seed and the harvest. I'm going to start with the gospel, 
as I always do each week on the program, and then we'll let the other readings supplement the gospel. So let's let's just get right to it. The gospel today comes from Matthew, Matthew chapter 13, verses 1 through 23. On that day, Jesus went out of the house and sat down by the sea. Such large crowd, such large large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat down, and the whole crowd stood along the shore. And he spoke to them at length in parables. Now, before I go into what he said, the parable that he that he that he uh, proclaimed, what's really neat is you and I would have had a hard time finding a place to hear Jesus speak if we had lived at the time when this parable was originally proclaimed. But due to the miracle of technology, we are and and the fact that this was recorded in sacred scripture, we're able to listen to the words of Jesus as he speaks this parable from the comfort of our own home or wherever we may be. I mean, that is a really neat thing. So let's let's gather around Jesus as he begins to proclaim this parable. A sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell on the path, and birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground where it had little soil. It sprang up at once because the soil was not deep, And when the sun rose, it was scorched, and it withered for lack of roots. Some seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it. But some seed fell on rich soil and produced fruit, a hundred or sixty or thirtyfold. Whoever has ears ought to hear. Now, here's the thing. I'm going to take a pause for a minute here. What we see, we'll just let the parable stand on its own for right now, then we'll explain. We'll hear more about what this means. But you can see that not all of the seed produced good fruit. Some did. Some didn't. When you consider that the the seed is actually the Word of God, it becomes a lot more important than just good crops being produced, right? This good fruit that the Lord is talking about, as you'll see, is his word planted in us, planted in others. Is it going to bear good fruit in us or not? And what can we do to affect the outcome? Because it does matter. When you start talking about the word of God, it's a lot different than planting seeds into the ground. Although to a farmer, the the fruitfulness of the seed is going to matter. And that's one of the great things about the parables. Jesus used examples that the people at the time could relate to. They could understand this because farming was a big deal. So they could understand this. For us, sometimes we have to do work. I'm not a farmer. I've always lived in the city. You know, so I don't understand farming. So it's important for us to get a little behind the scenes information so we can relate to this. But it's a pretty simple concept, nonetheless, even if you're not familiar with planting Some seed grows more than others. Let's take a further look. Okay, so now the disciples, after hearing the parable, approached Jesus and said, why do you speak to them in parables? He said to them in reply, because knowledge of the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven has been granted to you, but to them it has not been granted. So this is a further example of how Jesus always tries to meet the people where they are. He does the same with us. He's going to meet you where you are. 
You don't have to be a scripture scholar to appreciate his message in the Bible. You know, different people are going to read different things into the scriptures. But we can all get something out of this. To anyone who has, Jesus said, more will be given and he will grow rich. From anyone who has not, even what he has will be taken away. This is why I speak to them in parables. Because they look, but do not see. And hear, but they do not listen or understand. Isaiah's Isaiah's prophecy is fulfilled in them, which says, You shall indeed hear, but not understand. You shall indeed look, but never see. Gross is the heart of this people. They will hardly hear with their ears. They will have closed their eyes, lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their hearts and be converted, and I heal them. But, Jesus said, blessed are your eyes, because they see, and your ears, because they hear. Amen, I say to you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, but did not see it. And to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. Hear then the parable of the sower. Now see, this is what's really cool. Jesus will explain to us exactly what this parable means. The seed sown on the path is the one who hears the word of the kingdom without understanding it. And the evil one comes and steals away what was sown in his heart. The seed sown on rocky ground is the one who hears the word and receives it at once with joy. But he has no root, and it lasts only for a time. When some tribulation or persecution comes because of the word, he immediately falls away. The seed sown among thorns is the one who hears the word, but then worldly anxiety and the lure of riches choke the word and it bears no fruit. Boy, that's the one that really gets me. Because if we're too anxious, or if we're too preoccupied with the things of the world, which is easy to do, we can miss the point. And God's word doesn't end up bearing good fruit in us. You know, that happens. You ever been at Mass, and all of a sudden the reading's done, and you think like, oh my gosh, what what did I just miss? I've been daydreaming. I've been worried about different problems. I've been preoccupied. I've been thinking about this or that. It happens. So it's a really good thing that we know. We get this warning. We realize that it's easy to lose sight of God's message because we're preoccupied. Finally, Jesus said, the seed sown on rich soil is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and yields a hundred or sixty or thirty fold. So we see that explanation of the seed being the word of God. What we're hearing today, the written word of God proclaimed at Mass, we're hearing that today. The seed's planted. Are we going to allow this seed to bear good fruit in us? You know, that's a matter of us trying. It's a matter of determination. It's a matter of asking the Holy Spirit for help as well. But there's something we have to do. You know, every time you hear the word proclaimed, now obviously you're, you're listening to this show, so you're trying to get something out of God's word. But every time you hear God's word proclaimed, are you trying to let it really penetrate your inner being and bear good fruit inside of you? If you are, it will. It's a matter of disposition. It's not necessarily a matter of being a scripture scholar. It really isn't. 
Do you want God to speak to you through his written word and sacred scripture? If so, he's going to find a way to get through to you. And that's what this message in the gospel today really gets, really um, puts forth. We got to be the good soil. We got to be ready and receptive to hear God's word and let it bear fruit in, in us. Okay, let's look at the, um, the first reading, Isaiah chapter 55, verses 10 through 11. Thus says the Lord, just as from the heavens the rain and snow come down and do not return there till they have watered the earth, making it fertile and fruitful, giving seed to the one who sows and bread to the ones who eats, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. My word shall not return to me void, but shall do my will, achieving the end for which I sent it. Now, ultimately, God's word is Jesus. Jesus coming to earth to reveal the Father to people like you and me. And Jesus accomplished his mission on earth, both with his teaching and with his dying on the cross and rising from the dead. That was his mission. That was God's will for him. His mission was complete, successful. He did what he was supposed to do. But see, now it's up to people like you and me to allow his mission, to allow God's word to bear fruit in us. Jesus did what he was supposed to do. Now, do we want to cooperate? Do we want to allow his word to bear fruit in our lives? Again, it comes down to us. Psalm 65 is the responsorial psalm. The seed that falls on good ground will yield a fruitful harvest. You have visited the land and watered it. Greatly have you enriched it. God's water courses are filled. You have prepared the grain. Thus have you prepared the land, drenching its furrows, breaking up its clods, softening it with showers, blessing its yield. You have crowned the year with your bounty, and your paths overflow with a rich harvest. The untilled meadows overflow with it, and rejoicing clothes the hills. The, f- the fields are garmented with flocks, and the valleys blanketed with grain. They shout and sing for joy. The seed that fall, falls on good ground will yield a fruitful harvest. See, the, now the trick is for us is to make sure that our ground is fertile, that we are receptive. So, you know, part of this is it's, it's not really all that complicated. And I said it before, it's a matter of the will. When you hear God's word proclaimed, do you want it to bear fruit in you? Are you willing? Are you willing to let God's word come to life in you, even if it means doing something or saying something you would rather not do? And that's ultimately how the Lord is going to bear fruit in our lives. By being willing to listen and to put into practice what he's telling us. Because sometimes, you know, and that's always part of my prayer at the start of this show. Because sometimes, here's what I struggle with. Like when the message is too tough, well, I don't know if I want to go that far, right? You know, it's one thing to just listen to God's word and say, that's a good message. I, I like that. Yeah, that's really nice. But let me just go on and get on with my life now. Let me live my life. 
For God's word to really be effective, it should bring some sort of a change in us, a conversion of some kind. That's the point. So when we hear these scripture readings, the point for us is to be changed, to allow this reading, these readings to change us. And you, may, you remember I mentioned in the gospel when Jesus talked about anxiety and the cares of the world. Now, that's a case in point right there. That's something I speak about frequently and something that, that I struggle with. Are you willing to put aside your worldly concerns and anxieties and choose to trust Jesus? Now, ultimately, that, that begins with the simple matter of, instead of worrying about your problems, pray about them. Right? That's how that begins. That's that first step. It's not really all that complicated, but in the midst of your crisis, whatever crisis you're going through, sometimes it's difficult to stop running around trying to fix everything and just say a quick prayer and say, Lord, please help me with this. Sometimes we forget that. But that would be an example of putting that gospel message into practice, that parable about the seed being planted in fertile soil. By turning to the Lord in prayer every day and praying for the grace to deal with whatever problems you face, you're developing your internal soil so that you're allowing Him to work in your life. And honestly, that's, in, that's a matter of the will. Choosing to pray instead of worry. That's a matter of the will. You might not be able to control your feel, your fear, I'm sorry, but you can always control your response to that fear. Not always easy, but it comes down to a matter of do you want to bear good fruit in your life? Do you want to be that fertile soil? Let's look at the second reading. And, um, you know, the challenge for these Sunday readings in ordinary time is that the second reading isn't chosen specifically to match up with the other readings. And I've, I mentioned this to you before, but I always like to, to challenge uh, the Holy Spirit to come up with a connection, because there's always some kind of a connection you can come with, up with. So let's see. I have an idea. I'm going to share this with you, how this second reading ties into the overall message of the seed and the harvest. The reading comes from St. Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 8, verse 18, verses 18 through 23. Paul writes this, Brothers and sisters, I consider that the sufferings of this present time are as nothing compared with the glory to be revealed for us. By the way, that's one of my favorite verses. I'm going to read that again, Romans 8, 18. I consider that the sufferings of this present time are as nothing compared with the glory to be revealed for us. In other words, all of the struggles that we go through, the suffering involved in this life, because there is suffering here, all of it pales in comparison to the joy that awaits us in heaven. And by the way, which begins in this life through a relationship with Jesus Christ. All the suffering in the world is nothing compared to the joy that comes from knowing, loving, and serving God. Starting in this life, but reaching its ultimate fulfillment in heaven. You know, and you, you talk about a connection to the overall theme today. This is a remedy, what we just heard, 
for excessive anxiety and worry. Because no matter what happens, this reminds us, this very first verse of today's second reading reminds us that it's all going to be worth it in the end. So why sweat the small stuff, as the old saying goes? I know it's not easy, but this verse helps. And then we look at what Jesus said about the worries and the cares of this life potentially choking off his word in us. Because if we are too consumed with worry and withholding on to our possessions or acquiring new possessions or seeking comfort in the world, you know, those things, then we're not going to be disposed to letting his work, his word, I'm sorry, bear fruit in us. All right, back to the reading. For creation awaits with eager expectation the revelation of the children of God. For creation was made subject to futility, not of its own accord, but because of the one who subjected it, in hope that creation itself would be set free from slavery to corruption and share in the glorious freedom of the children of God. We know that all creation is groaning in labor pains, even until now. And not only that, but we ourselves who have gotten the first fruits of the Spirit, we also, we also groan within ourselves as we wait for adoption, the redemption of our body. See, this is like forward-looking to what lies in the future. But did you catch also that fruit reference? We have the first fruits of the Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is already working in us to help us bear that good fruit. But it, it really comes down to us making that conscious decision to letting the Lord be in charge of our lives and asking for help so that our desire to do God's will increases and that fruit, that, that seed begins to bear good fruit in us. But it starts with us. It starts with a desire. Do you want that to happen? Do you want the Lord to work in you? Do you want him to produce good fruit in your life? That's the first step. And that's the most important thing. So make sure you tell him that. Lord, I want this to bear fruit. You know, when you listen to the readings, when you open up your Bible, when you, when you, when you read the daily Mass readings, when you hear the readings proclaimed at Mass, start by saying, Holy Spirit, Please let me understand what I'm supposed to understand. Please help me. Come, or just come Holy Spirit. He knows what that means. <laughs> and that's how it begins to bear fruit. First in understanding, and then by responding to those readings, by doing something. And that's how the Word bears good fruit in our lives. Well, there you go. We are just about out of time. I, lo I love this. Uh, these are some really, really good readings today. Thank you for spending some time with me. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me at gary at followingthetruth.com. I look forward to joining you next week on the program. Let me know if you do have any questions. In the meantime, I'm going to be praying for you. Please continue to pray for me, for my family, for my ministry. And if you'd be interested in supporting my work financially, I could very much use it, especially during these lean summer months. You can do so by visiting my website, followingthetruth.com. Click on Donate, and you can securely donate 
uh, to my work using PayPal. I, I'm very grateful for all of your support. I'm grateful for your prayers. I'm grateful for your kind words. And I'm just grateful for the fact that you come by every week and, and spend some time with me. Thank you again for everything. Have a fantastic week. Again, remember that good fruit produced by the seed of God's word begins by you wanting it to happen. That's how the process gets started. Do you want God's word to bear good fruit in your life? If so, open your heart to the Holy Spirit and let him help you to understand the word and then choose to put that word into practice in your life. All right. Amen. Sounds good. God bless you. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye.